0: Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. Hebrews 11. By faith... The walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. By faith. By faith. We know that Israel did what it did and what happened at Jericho happened because of faith. Because God gave his word, his promise, his mission, his commission, this happened. But can you imagine being in Israel's army, marching around the desert, not marching, excuse me, wandering the desert for decades, knowing that this day would come, knowing that the day would come where you would have to fight maybe fight to the death to, to drive the inhabitants of the promised land out. Can you imagine that that first morning, this first battle, getting dressed before the sun comes up, going through your training? Can you imagine standing in position, watching the sunrise over the walls of Jericho? That's when it hits you. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? Because yes, the word, the command, it came straight from the top. It came from the Lord himself. But what? We're supposed to march around here and not make a noise? We're not supposed to use our weapons? We're supposed to do this for seven days? What if the the people on top of the wall, what if they start throwing things at us? What, What if they start throwing spears and dangerous things at us. What if the army comes out? What are we doing? And that was just Monday. Can you imagine getting up Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, getting dressed with all your gear before the sun comes up and then getting dressed for battle and yet not going to battle? Yo, this is a familiar Bible story. We, we read it to our kids. We learned it in Sunday school. Yes, we know this is, is done by faith. This was a miracle of God. But come on, this is strange. This is Joshua chapter six. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. It's God's word so far. We know these orders came straight from the commander of the Lord's army, from God himself. This was his word. This was his promise, his mission, his commission. Yeah, this is strange. If you're following along in your worship guide, taking notes this morning, that's your first fill in the blank. This is strange. And I told you would be a little participatory and this is it, ready? Say it with me. Number one, this, is strange, isn't it? I mean, we know from Joshua chapter 2 that the Jericho people were trembling in fear. Rahab, she told the spies that the people's hearts are melting, their courage was crumbling. They knew what the Lord of Israel could do, they had seen what he did to Egypt. They were waiting this day in fear. But then what happened? comes up that that first morning the people peep out over the wall and what do they see millions of people men women children camped out in front of their city like families parked out in a parking lot tailgating before a ball game they just watch their army go for a parade it's strange This is strange. There are a lot of different military tactics that have been tried throughout the history of the world that are innovative and creative, but this is new. The Lord was attempting to win with sounds. This is not only strange, it's difficult. Verse eight. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the Ark of the Covenant followed them. Verse nine, the armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the Ark. All this time, the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. So he had the Ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. God's word so far. We tell people, we tell the kids when we teach this in Sunday school that they were all quiet till the ram's horn started. But verse 10 is a little bit overlooked. Do not give a war cry. Do not even raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Do you know what that means? It means for seven and a half days, Israel played who can be the quietest. We can't even do that for 20 minutes that we're sitting here. That's difficult. That's difficult. How tempting would it have been for Israel, for the army to look at Joshua and say, Joshua, I know that we're supposed to be quiet. I tell you what, why don't, as we round the the fourth corner of the city, just a little shout, just a little taste, let them know what's coming at the end of the week. Now, say it with me. Number one, this is strange. Number two, this is difficult. What's more, it's embarrassing. Verse 12, Joshua got up early the next morning. The priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to camp. They did this for six days. Monday morning, there was probably some tension. The men of Jericho who were getting ready to fight, they were probably apprehensive. They were, they were probably on the edge of their seats. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Oh, by Thursday, they were probably hunched over, laughing at what Israel was doing as they marched around, kept blowing their trumpets, and just kept going and going. By day five, the naughty little boys climbed up, and we know that their houses had windows in the outer walls. They're throwing rocks at Israel's army, and the fighting men, they're throwing insults at Israel's army. And they just kept going. Not only was it strange, not only Was it difficult? Say it with me. This is embarrassing. Which brings up an interesting question. Why? Why did the Lord give this battle plan, this commission, this mission to Israel if it was strange, difficult, and embarrassing? It was so that above all else, Israel would know this is the Lord's. Number four, this is the Lord's. When the trumpets, excuse me, verse 15, on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except That on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Why did the Lord give a battle plan, a command, a mission, a commission that was strange, that was difficult, that was embarrassing? Answer, this was an exercise in faith. All of this would be the Lord's, every bit of it, the battle plan, the victory, it was the Lord's. But more than anything else, the Lord wanted people to know and trust him. And so the Lord did it through a sound. And not the sound of trumpets, not the sound of their shout, The sound of his word, through the sound of his promise, the Lord not only commanded faith, he gave them the gift of faith to do the very thing he asked them to do. This was an exercise in faith. God wanted all his people to know that they were fighting in a spiritual battle, not just a physical battle. This was a spiritual battle, and they weren't left on their own, but they were marching under the command of heaven's hosts of angel army. They were marching under the banner of the captain. I'm talking about the son of God, the king of kings, who's all that and more, but more than anything else, wants his people to trust him, have faith in him. Hebrews 11 stresses this point. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. God did it all. God built up Israel's faith. It wasn't their work. It wasn't some hocus-pocus magic trick. It wasn't some natural disaster. God built up their faith so that Israel knew this was the Lord's. Yes, it's strange. Yes, it's it's difficult. It's embarrassing. But say this with me. This is the Lord's. Because it's the Lord's, it's powerful. Verse 20, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted and the sound of the trumpet, when the man gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword, every living thing in it, men, women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkings. It worked the walls actually collapsed. And get this, scripture says, everyone charged straight in. All you theology experts, do you know what that means? That means that everyone charged straight in. That means that this wasn't some tremor or earthquake and then all of a sudden the army had to scramble over this rock pile. No, it means God called his shot. He said, everyone's going to charge straight in. And then they charged straight in. Everyone. Not only is this strange, not only is this a little difficult and embarrassing, but this is the Lord's, and therefore it is powerful. Say that with me. This is powerful. Because God's word is powerful, it destroys things. But that is not the primary purpose for God's command, for God's mission and the commission that he gave his people. It's powerful, but it's also beautiful because it saves. Number six, this is salvation. Verse 17 and 25, only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house will be spared. This is Joshua speaking. And he said, because she had despised as well. Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to get Jericho. And she lives among them, the Israelites, to this day. This is the backstory. Maybe you know it. Joshua sent 12 spies into, Jer- into the promised land, two spies into Jericho. They almost get caught. They almost get killed. But then they go and hide out with a prostitute. Don't ask me why, but that's where they hid out. And Rahab, what does scripture tell us? Rahab, by faith, hid them. Go read chapter two. Rahab knew who God was. Rahab believed in who God was. Day seven finally happened. The trumpets sound. The shouts go up. The walls go down. And then at last, Jericho's fears are realized. They knew it was coming. They knew what the Lord did to the powerhouse Egypt. Imagine the fear that went throughout the city. Think how the walls crumbling and the trumpets sounding and and the people shouting sounded to them pure terror. But now you think how that sounded, that same sound, how that sounded to Rahab and her family. Well, that was the sweet sound of salvation. That was the noise of them getting called out getting called out of the evil place that they had lived in and the sin that they were stuck in getting called out to be among God's people to be in God's presence and they remain there say it with me because this is not only a strange thing a difficult thing or an embarrassing this is the lords therefore it is powerful and it means number 6 this is salvation and friends this is yours number 7 This is yours. The trumpet shout, the sound of salvation, the voice, the command, the commission, the mission, the plan that God gave to Israel. Church, it's yours. It is yours to shout, it is yours to sound. 7 days a week, there's not a backup plan, there's no plan plea, plan B, there's no other strategies, but it is this. It is to proclaim the gospel, the message that Jesus is the way, that Jesus saves sinful, broken people. His blood covers over us. That Jesus is the truth, that Jesus came and got me when I was in danger. Jesus came and sought me out when I was an enemy of God. This is what scripture proclaims. Jesus is the life. He has given you life to the full. He has given you life and salvation. This is the sound that God has given to you and me. And it's the same command. It's the same plan. It's the same mission. It's the same commission that God gave to Israel. So now you probably see where I've been going with this. It's strange. (laughs) It's a strange thing, isn't it? It's a strange message to believe that, that Christ Jesus came for sinners and that his death and his resurrection is what makes us right with God. And there's not a thing that you did to earn it. There's not a thing that you did to get it. He gave it to us as a gift. Not only is that strange, but it's by faith that we gather here on Sunday mornings. It's by faith that we gather here because we know what happens when we get around God's word and his sacraments. We know that it strengthens the weak. We know that it frees the guilty. We know that it humbles the proud. It inspires those who are despairing but to so many people in our community, and our culture, this is really strange. <laughs> On top of that, you, you use your time and your talents and your money to support the mission and the ministry of this church. I mean, to so many people, they say, you can use your time for other things. You can use your talent for so much more and your money, well, you can use it at least for yourself. It's strange. But you do it by faith. You do it by faith. Why? Because you know this. We read Second Corinthians chapter four to begin this. You know that when the Lord, the leader of God's people, calls you to faith, he also he also calls you on a mission. Second Corinthians chapter. 4 verse 13, it is written, I believe therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore we speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. But it's strange. Say it with me. This is strange. It's also a little bit difficult and often embarrassing. You know this. You know this if you've ever tried to share your faith, if you've ever tried to share the love of Jesus with someone who doesn't have a pastor, a faith family, doesn't know about Christianity. You know, you know, What a lot of culture says, that Christians are closed-minded, that Christians aren't woke, that Christians don't believe in science because they believe in miracles, that they're judgmental, hypocritical. It's difficult. Oftentimes, it's embarrassing. And you add to it the fact that there is an enemy. He's called the devil. And day by day, it looks like his wall gets thicker and thicker and higher and higher. And his army seems more and more comfortable to speak out against Christianity. It's enough to make a church go, man, we've been at this for going on four years. Have we even made a dent in the wall? And we're trying to win with this word and sprinkling of water called baptism? We're trying to win with this thing called the Lord's Supper and the word? Say it with me. This is a little bit strange. And number two, this is difficult. And number three, this is embarrassing. But come on, you know where this is going. (laughs) This is the Lord's This is the Lord's, what we read is this. We preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel who is the image of God. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Why did the Lord include you? You know he didn't have to. You know he could have used angels or snapped his finger. Why did he use you? To carry his gospel to your neighbor. It was an exercise and it is an exercise in faith. The same God who gave his word, his promise, his battle plan, his mission, his commission to Israel, gave it to you. So why? So that through a sound, the sound of his voice, his word, his promise, your faith would be strengthened so that God's people would know that they are fighting a spiritual battle. It is not against flesh and blood, but it is a spiritual battle, and they are not left on their own. They are fighting in the Lord's army. The commander of heaven's host of angel army has not left them on their own, but they stand under the banner of the captain, who is Christ, the head of the church. Say it with me. This is the Lord's. Number four, this is the Lord's. And because of that, this is powerful. Look, here's all the Lord asks you to do. Think about it. It's simple. Number one, find people who don't have hope. Find people who don't know about Jesus. Number one. Number two, tell them about hope in Jesus. And that's it. That's the plan. And because this is the Lord's, this is powerful. Because we know, verse, verse 14 of Second Corinthians, we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. Here's the truth. It does not matter how strange or awkward or how difficult. It doesn't matter how powerful or how eloquent or how pious and proper or how hip and how trendy. All that matters is this, that the God who has given us just one plan, just just one sound, the sound of salvation, that that gets trumpeted, that the horns of hope get blasted. Because when that happens, when that message gets shared, that Christ Jesus died for sinners, of whom I am the worst, that he died for me and rose so that I might live with him, when that gets shared, then everything changes. Then brokenness finds wholeness. Then guilty finds freedom. Then those who fail find victory in the Lord. And weakness finds strength in Christ. Why? Because I know what you know and what Paul said that I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation for everyone who believes. Yes, this is strange. Yes, yes, it's difficult and embarrassing, but this is the Lord's. Therefore, this is powerful. Say it with me. Number five, this is powerful. And it's beautiful. For this is the sound of salvation. We know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present you to himself. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. As a church, the mission is simple find those. Who don't know Jesus, connect them to Christ. And yet, as simple as that sounds, there is surprising amounts of difficulty with that. And yet, this encouragement stands. Therefore, do not lose heart, because the power of God is in his word. This is salvation. When you proclaim Christ Jesus risen for the dead for your salvation, what happens is the walls of sin fall and God's people who were in darkness get called out into his wonderful light that the light of Christ who is the son of God might shine in their life. That's what you have. This is salvation. Say it with me. This is salvation. And this is ours. You know how the Song goes, the VBS song, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. It's a lie. We've been lying. Joshua didn't fight the battle of Jericho. The Lord fought the battle of Jericho and gifted to Joshua and the entire Israelite army the victory. Verse two of Joshua chapter six, the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine now fighting in the Lord's army knowing that victory is in hand? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine marching around the city, staying silent, trumpeting the horns, knowing that you cannot fail? It's not because Israel was a bunch of bad Dudes, that they won this battle. It's because the same God who put the city in their hand put faith in their heart. And that same God has placed that same faith in your heart, and He's given you more than some city on a hill. He's given you the holy city of heaven. Therefore, let's go. Let's shout the sound of salvation. Let's trumpet the horns of hope because number seven, say it with me, this is ours. This is ours. And the city needs to know it's theirs. Amen.